Well, welcome back to Running Deep. I'm so excited about the topic that we have uh, at hand today. I have Jen Hayes with me today, and we are going to discuss what it looks like to be a submissive wife in marriage, and that is a hot topic. So let's just get right into it. Jen, thanks for coming on to the podcast with me. Um, Go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, thanks for having me, Sarah. Um, Yeah, as Sarah said, I'm Jen Hayes. Um, I've been uh, married to my husband, Bryant, for almost 25 years. It'll be 25 years in May. Ooh. Yeah, and we have four kids. Um, Abby is 22, Holly's 19, Reagan is 17, and Zach is 15. So that's us. Um, We've lived here in the Cedar Valley pretty much our whole lives. And, um, yeah, we've been uh, here at Candeo since... um, pretty much since the service in the park, so since the beginning. So, yeah, I'm really happy to be here. Wow. So you, are you guys doing anything for your 25th anniversary? Gosh, I don't know. We have a work trip for Brian's work that we're going on to Vail, Colorado in June. Okay. So we tend to kind of, when he has trips like that, we kind of throw them together and say, yeah, let's call it an anniversary trip. Let them pay for it. (laughs) Exactly. So that'll probably be it. Yeah. So, um... Jen, you said you've been coming to Candeo for about seven years. Mm -hmm. How did you come to know the Lord? What's your God story? Yeah, uh, thanks for asking. I love sharing my story. Um, So really, I'll try to give you the short version because this whole podcast could be about uh, my God story. But yeah, so really, my my husband, Bryant, he uh, back in the day was um, a copier salesperson. And so for his job, he would go uh, door to door, basically, to businesses and uh, try to sell them copiers, and he happened to uh, go into a church out in Eldora, Iowa, mm-hmm. and the pastor there, um, Bryant was trying to sell him a copier, and the pastor um, was polite and talked copiers with him for a little bit, and then basically witnessed to Bryant that day. <gasps> That's awesome. And, which I have to assume probably took some bravery on his part. Yeah. He, he told us later he was pretty nervous about it, but yeah, he did. Uh, God gave him the courage, and he witnessed to Bryant, and um, at first, Bryant kind of, he was just like, do you want to buy a copier or not? <laughs> he didn't really, he'd kind of like, okay, here. I'll listen to you, but like, I'm just here to sell copiers. Yeah. Um, but then he, like, the Lord kind of grabbed a hold of something in him, and um, it really, I don't know why. He listens to a lot of talk radio, mm-hmm. so um, at the same time, he had heard about a book series um, that was coming out. It was um, the Left Behind series, Yeah. and so he didn't know why, but he'd been hearing that, uh, just little bits about that and so it just kind of intrigued him he's a reader so he's like I think I'm gonna try to read one of those books and so he picked up the first left behind book and right away if anybody any of you have read it right away in the beginning of that book the rapture happens yeah and so he was just like um whoa like if that's true if there's any truth to this at all like I'm in trouble Mm -hmm. and so it just made him start to like God use that simple tool to make his curious mind like want to know more questions, more answers. And so he went out to the pastor that had witnessed to him and said, hey, can I talk to you about that stuff mm-hmm. you were talking to me about? And ultimately that day in the pastor's office, uh, he, he led Bryant to the Lord. Wow. And so I was on, that was unknown to me entirely. He hadn't shared any of that with me. He came home that night and just said, guess what I did today? Like I I never would have guessed in a million years mm. that. And so he, he told me about it. And I literally, the, the my response was, because I had no idea what he was talking about. My response was, so does this mean you're going to be like, you know, a missionary in Africa or something? 
Like, that was my that response. That was your initial. <laughs> Not that that's a bad thing, yeah. but, like, that was where my mind went. And so, basically, through my husband's, like, how God transformed my husband before my eyes. Like, he got he got saved um, in January of 01. And me going from, like, this is completely wacko. Like, I can't imagine to like God grabbing a hold of me to three months. I got saved in April of 2001. And basically God used my husband's testimony and the changes in his life, like some things like a hard 180 degree change in his life to witness to me. Hmm. And like, while it was weird and like, I was like, my life is changing before my eyes and I don't understand why. And the things we used to do, we're not doing anymore. And he's reading his Bible all the time. This is all so weird. At the same time, I was just kind of like, gosh, I had two revelations. One, I think I want this for my life, too. Mm -hmm. And two, if I don't do this, like hop on board, this is going to be a huge divide in our marriage. Yeah. Like I could just feel that tension that was that that this that God was creating. Yeah. Um, in that of him being a believer and me not being a believer. And actually then um, he, I, I agreed, he'd been asking me to go to church with him and I hadn't. And on that morning um, in April, I said, yes, I would go to church with him. And we had went um, to that service. And at the end of the service, I guess it was something the pastor normally said, but he basically said, if anyone has yet to give their life to Christ, now is the time. What mm. are you waiting for? And I was like, that's me. Wow. <laughs> and that's how the Lord got a hold of me. And so I went home from the service that day. I just, all the walls of anything that I had been putting up that like, I don't want anything to do with the Lord just came crashing down that day. I remember laying on my bed in my bedroom and like sobbing uncontrollably and having no idea why mm. other than it was God just softening my heart. And yeah. it felt weird. Like yeah. it felt like so awesome, but at the same time, like kind of just strange and painful. Yeah. And it was really just him breaking down me, breaking down my walls, and then letting him come in, mm. which was really, it was it was an amazing day. And so since then, you know, really, it's just been, we've been hard and fast, like, how can we serve the Lord? Like, we, you know, have, oh, you know, started going to church regularly. It took us a little while to find where we were going to go and what we were going to do. But really, just God, you know, what what do you have for our family? How do you want us to serve? You know, is it here? Is it there? Um, what giftings do we have? Just trying to pursue who he who he wants us to be um, in him to glorify him ultimately. Yeah. Wow. Praise yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> so the topic, like we said, is marriage today. And I want to just get right into it and start with the basics of what does God say about marriage and what should godly marriages look like? Yeah, so when Bryant and I both ended up having a relationship with God, it changed our relationship. Mm -hmm. And so I'll get into that a little bit later, specifically how it affected us. But one of the things that I found really helpful when I was trying to figure out how to be this godly wife um, was just go back to the basics and like step by step, like figure out who I was in the Lord and then who Bryant and I were in the Lord together. Yeah. And so when I started to do some research on that, of course, I'm going into the Bible. And so I just wanted to share a few Bible verses um, in that journey that I had as I was trying to figure that stuff out. So really, I mean, if I had to give it like a topic sentence, I would just say marriage is to be a picture of the relationship between Christ and the church. Mm. Um, and it's a beautiful picture um, that when we 
are working to be in God's plan, it is it, it should be pointing people to Christ. Mm-hmm. And um, if we keep that in mind, it kind of makes some other things go easier, I think. And so, but I want to start at the beginning, like me before, before I'm before I'm married, before I get to that point. And so I started with uh, Psalm one thirty nine fourteen. Um, which says, I will praise you because I have been fearfully and wonderfully made. And then kind of to go along with that is 1 Peter 4.10, just as each one has received a gift, use it to serve others as good stewards of the very grace of God. Mm. And so what those two verses kind of say to me is that God created me to be a unique being, how he wanted me to be. Yeah, And it's... it's amazing when you think about it. I mean, that you know, he, he created the whole world. He created everything in the world. And then he stopped and said, how do I want to make Jen? Mm. And so those verses speak to me in that way of like, okay, so he took time and thought, how am I going to make Jen unique? And what gifts am I going to give her? I feel like I owe it to him to like meditate on that and think about that. And like, who does he want me to be? How best can I serve him? How can I bring him glory for his creation in me. Mm. So that's where I start. And I would even, anybody out there who's listening who isn't married, like, to me, that's that's where it all starts. Yeah. Like, have confidence in yourself and, like, who has God made you to be? Mm-hmm. And focus on that. Because God didn't make Jen as Jen plus Brian. Yeah. Like, you were created as Jen. Yeah. What's your maiden name? Warner. I don't even know. Warner. There we go. You were created first as Jen Warner, yeah. not as Jen Hayes. And yeah. so where does your identity lie? That's exactly. great. Yeah. So I love that. And then, so then if we get into like, so I'm, I'm Jen and I know who I am and I know where I am. Well, I wasn't even a believer before I got married. And so like that looked different. Like I wasn't focusing on those things. But now in hindsight, knowing like if I were just like, start there like that gets me on a really good footing Mm -hmm. to like being able to enter marriage in a healthy place Mm -hmm. and so then if we start to look at marriage specifically um i first went to genesis 2 18 and it said then the lord god said it is not good that the man should be alone i will make him a helper fit for him and i love that word helper Mm -hmm. i think that really helps us understand the bottom line like what how, how does God want this relationship set up? Yeah. Helper. And I think that, you know, uh, the word submission or submit, you know, people get sometimes get a nasty taste in their mouth yeah. when they hear that word. We'll get into that a little bit later. But I think helper is a, like, p- people like that word. Mm-hmm. I can help people. I want to help yeah. people. I want to be know? a helper. Exactly. Yeah. So I love that. So then I went on and it was Genesis 2, 21 through 24. So I'll just read that. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to come over the man, and he slept. God took one of his ribs and closed the flesh at that place. Then the Lord God made the rib he had taken from the man into a woman and brought her to the man. And the man said, This one at last is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. This one will be called woman, for she was taken from man. This is why a man leaves his father and mother and bonds with his wife, and they become one flesh. And I love that picture of, like, yeah, the bonding of man and woman together, but also, like, the separating Mm. of, like, it's almost like it's taking that next step. It's almost like growing up. Like, here I am, and I, I know who I am in God, and now I'm 
choosing to enter in as a woman I'm choosing to enter into this marriage with this man and he has his own gifts and strengths and weaknesses and everything and we're in this together now we are bonded and there's a separation built around us that not only in this literally leaves his mother and father and it's us now Mm. but also like it's us I mean not like I hate the phrase like us against the world but like you know what I mean (laughs) like it's just like we're in this together. Let's figure it out together. So we're a team. Yeah. You know, that's what that says to me. So then if we get into uh, Ephesians, Ephesians talks a lot about marriage. And so I just plucked a few verses out of there. But like Ephesians 5, 17 through 21 says, So don't be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. And don't get drunk with wine, which leads to reckless living, but be filled by the Spirit. So what does being filled with the Spirit look like? It means, according to this verse, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making music with your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of Christ. Mm. And so all of a sudden, that word submit comes out, and it seems beautiful. Mm. Like when you think about it in this verse. Yeah. It seems really beautiful because, of course, we submit to the Lord, right? Right. I mean, that's like how, like, we honor him in that. Mm -hmm. Like, of course, he's there and we're here. We don't question that. Exactly. (laughs) So all of a sudden, submit looks pretty easy. Yeah. And and really good. Good. And we're submitting to each other. Yeah. And as believers in Christ. And so it's like... We never have problems with that. Hmm. It's just like the helper. We all we all want to get along. We all want to, and we're all under God, and it's just this beautiful plan. But then we get to Ephesians 5, 22 through 24. Hmm. Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body and is himself its Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. And we all hate that verse. Mm. Why? Why? It's one right after the other. We're saying we're all submitting to God. Mm -hmm. And just for further clarification, Mm. wives submit to your husbands. Mm. And so it still makes me cringy. Like I read it and I'm like, but why? Why do we have to say submit? Like I was going to ask you, does that make you cringe? Well, it did for a long time. And even when I hear it now, I'm like, I think it's a habit more than anything, because now that I've studied it and now that I know, I mean, we've had a long time to work through it. I mean, Mm -hmm. 2001 was a long time ago when we got saved, but it's, um, it's still, I think for so many people, it brings up a bad taste, Mm -hmm. um, or bad images or bad, like, I think we're thinking of submission in the wrong way. Yeah. I think we're thinking of it kind of how society would view that word. Um, and that's the bad taste. Mm-hmm. And so it would probably be better if we thought about like what submission isn't. Right. Because if it, it's to submit as we would to Christ, submit in the Lord, and we just said that's a good thing, mm. then this should be a good thing too. Yeah. You know? And so I think all of a sudden when we think of ourselves like submitting to this man, this husband, it just seems, I don't know, scary or wrong or because we're told to be strong. We're told mm. to be like our own woman and mm-hmm. all that thing. And this seems to contradict with that, but I don't think that it does. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's, that's kind of where I, that's kind of as I was walking through all these verses, that's kind of where it took me was just like, okay, 
all right, so we take all of that. How am I going to get that bad taste out of my mouth and translate this to a godly marriage? Yeah, because submission, this is really helpful for me. Someone was just telling me that when they first heard submission, and this did not come to my mind, and maybe it comes to other people's mind, when they first came to know the Lord and they heard the word submission, they thought of wrestling, like a submission, oh, you yeah, know, like, like down for the count. Yeah, like you're submitted almost, mm-hmm. you know, and so it's like a you you are oppressed, you're under someone that, you know, under their thumb almost. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, wow, I didn't think of that. And it does change your mindset of this isn't, this isn't like you're fighting against it and someone is like oppressing you. This is I'm giving up my um, my will almost and we're going to do this together. Like yeah. you said, we're now a new thing, a new team, and we're leaving the independent old self, Sarah, and becoming the new Sarah with Jake but that doesn't mean, like you said, that doesn't mean that the way God created us is any different. Exactly. He's going to use our giftings to make something new and use us as a team, yeah. even to Absolutely. a greater purpose and glory. And isn't that cool? Right. Like, that's cool to yeah. think about. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, it, you know, talking to Judah just the other day about mixing colors, you know, so it's like you've got red and you've got blue Mm -hmm. and you make purple like how beautiful that Mm -hmm. is how we can take our giftings how god has created us to do a new thing and glorify god even more you know when you ask someone why do you want to get married the best answer i hear from young couples is because i think that i will glorify god more with this person that's great that's beautiful so for you you received christ after you got married so you were sitting in the pew and heard this verse and heard these passages about marriage that had to have rocked your marriage some how did that look after coming to know the lord what did that change in your marriage what does that look like yeah so i think i just want to share a quick story i think one of the reasons for me personally why the word submit was one of my least favorite words was because I grew up in a home, it wasn't a Christian home, and my my mom and dad's relationship, in my eyes, modeled what submit, what I thought submit meant. Mm. My dad very much was in charge of our home, and my mom, with the way that looked, it wasn't that they were equal partners or worked together to make a beautiful shade of purple. To me, it was if my dad was red, everything was red, mm-hmm. and my mom... So your mom had no voice. It was his way and everything. And like, to me, the way, I mean, I hate to use the word, but it really made my mom come across as a doormat to Mm. me. And I just, it made me really sad. And I said that, one, it put a bad taste in my mouth about marriage. Mm. And really, I said, if I ever get married, I will not have that kind of relationship Mm -hmm. because my mom really was, if you want to use that wrestling analogy, my mom really was underneath. And I think she fought for a long time Mm -hmm. and then she ended up just stopped fighting and just, this is the way it is. Mm -hmm. And so I just knew that I didn't want that. Like that's what I came into marriage with. And Bryant's situation was actually the opposite. Like Bryant's mom 
was the strong one in their family. Mm. And his dad, I mean, they made some decisions together and different things like that. But his dad was very just kind of go with the flow, like just really laid back and easygoing. And it was kind of whatever she wanted mm. was kind of really we all knew that was kind of what we were going to do. Mm. <laughs> and so he just his he totally lived by the philosophy, happy wife, happy life. Mm-hmm. And so it was like Bryant was looking for like to him. That's what marriage was. It's yeah. like uh, she gets to do whatever she wants. And yeah, I'll, that's fine. Yeah, that works for me. (laughs) And so we came into this almost opposite. Like, you know, I was like, well, good, because no man is going to rule over me. And he was like, okay, (laughs) that's fine. (laughs) You know, so So, is that how your marriage started off? Yeah, yeah. And so I mean, it doesn't it wasn't like some sort of like Jen's the tyrant here or anything, you know, I mean, we actually did respect and love each other. So that was good. But I mean, we had only, we, we got married in 96. So we'd been married about five years before we accepted Christ. Mm -hmm. And so there were some things that were already ingrained in our marriage and how we did things, even Mm -hmm. like decision-making processes and different things like that, that I would say, looking back, did not honor the Lord. It Mm -hmm. definitely was not within God's, within God's design for marriage. And so, when I became a believer, all of a sudden I started hearing these things. And like my first thoughts, I was like, okay, well, I guess now I don't have a voice or mm. I don't have an opinion or like I don't have a role. Yeah. Because that's that's all I knew. Like that's what I thought it meant. Kind of an either or. Exactly. I didn't yeah. know that there's this beautiful thing in the middle when it actually works in part of God's design that it like is a beautiful thing. Yeah. And so I was just like, I, I guess I'm just going to be silent. And mm-hmm. so the problem with that was, like, I had to remember, and I didn't remember this at the time, Brian didn't know what he was doing either. Mm-hmm. Like, he only knew what he knew. And yeah. so all of this about having to lead your family well and, like, being accountable for them and love your wife as Christ loved the church, he didn't know what that looked like, mm-hmm. you know? And so we were both learning together, but we didn't talk about it at first. And so we ended up, like, really having a lot of friction for a little while because he was trying to figure things out and I was trying to figure things out and neither one of us were in our natural bent. Yeah. And so it was just neither one of us was thriving. Neither one of us felt like we were winning individually. We didn't feel like our marriage was winning. We didn't feel like our parenting was winning Mm. because we weren't doing it together. We weren't like he was trying to do his thing and I was trying to do mine and yeah, yeah, it just, it just wasn't a good thing. And so we kind of like if we had to go back to the basics and that was hey let's talk about it yeah communication <laughs> like, i'm really struggling with this like and he's like i'm struggling with it too yeah and so it was just like okay how we went through and we like figured this out together and it's like okay if this is god's plan for marriage how do we apply that to our marriage mm-hmm. our specific marriage and so it really like we started with like just Think basics, like we figured out like what his strengths and weaknesses are, what my strengths and weaknesses are, Mm -hmm. Um, just things like that. And like once we did that, we figured out, okay, how can our strengths complement each other Yeah. rather than be butting up against each other, um, causing tension. So it was like, if he's really good at this and I'm really good with that, well, then how about you take care of this and I'll take care of this? And like that seemed to be like a good like counter counterpart for each other if you will same thing with weaknesses if this isn't a strength of Mm -hmm. his but it happens to be a strength of mine 
then he could say, hey, Jen, could you take this one? Yeah. Like, that would be great. Like, you're much better at that than me. So it's almost like using his resources wisely yeah. and me helping him do yeah. that, you know? Did it feel like, because I know I get stuck in this sometimes of, well, th- their marriage, looking at someone else, I would say they're a godly couple. I want my marriage to look like theirs. Therefore, I should do the things she does and Jake should do the things that he does. But maybe maybe just our strengths and weaknesses doesn't align that way. So exactly. does it feel like, okay, not everyone's the same. Mm-hmm. You have to go with what your yeah. strong suits That's are. What I, yeah, that, I would say that for sure because I remember looking at some like godly people, people around me, godly people, looking at their marriages, like trying to figure out like how are they doing it? They seem pretty happy. Like yeah. their kids seem pretty good. Like <laughs> how is this working, you know? And I remember like, okay, if I was just more like her, Like if I was more, and I remember sitting down with some people and being like, tell me how to be a godly wife. Hmm. But, and she could give me all the advice in the world, but all she could tell me is how she was trying to be a godly wife. Yeah. And what she was doing might not be what I need to do. Mm -hmm. And I think that was really eye opening for me. I ended up doing like a a Bible study early on in my, in my faith with uh, one of the pastor's wives. And she was a very strong personality. Mm -hmm. Um, And she got criticized by some people in the church because she had some things that she wanted to do. She, she wanted to um, start a ministry um, in the church that that she was going to lead. And there were some people in the church, it's a very traditional church, you know, they were just like, oh, I don't know, you know, Mm. that's kind of find your place, you know, I mean, whatever. And I think there's a lot of that culture in in a lot of churches that when you're a strong female uh, personality, um, if you don't use it wisely, um, you can kind of get smacked down a little Mm. bit. And I think that there's fear there uh, for some people um, to say, well, I just, I don't want them to know that. Like, so you start to hide Mm -hmm. who you are and who Mm -hmm. God's made you to be because you're trying to fit in with what you think it's supposed to be. And when I did this Bible study with her, she it didn't have anything to do with this topic, but we just got talking. Yeah. And it made me realize that her marriage looked way different mm. than this other lady I had talked to over here. And she was a pastor's wife. Yeah. You know? And so it was just, I was like, oh, so you actually are still you. Yeah. Like and you she guys could still be submissive out. and God-honoring exactly. in that marriage. Yeah. And this light bulb started to go off all over the place. And then we actually had another pastor come in. He was a young guy, and he um, loved working with young couples in the church and all that. And so he actually had reached out to Bryant and I um, uh, and said, like, hey, like he wanted us to start getting involved. And, like, would you would you want to serve on this? Would you want to lead this? Would you mm. whatever? And I remember just, like, point blank asking him, like, is that going to be okay? <laughs> like, if I lead that, is that going to be okay? Because mm, I was nervous about yeah. it. And he was like, well, why wouldn't it be okay? God's gifted you that way. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, I would love to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think it's just, you know, it, it, and even like in that situation, like him being a leader in the church, one of the pastors on staff, like, again, looking around and using your resources wisely and sometimes that comes in a man and sometimes that comes in a woman Mm -hmm. and sometimes it comes in a believer and sometimes it comes from someone outside the church Mm -hmm. like you just never know where God's going to give you the things that you need to do what you need to do Mm -hmm. and so I think all of that was really that was a turning point for me because it made me realize I can be me 
we just have to figure out how to do this together yeah. under God's plan for marriage. Yeah. Yeah. I love that because the reason why I thought of you first for a podcast like this was I've so appreciated watching you here at Candeo. I mean, I've known you for almost seven years now, and you have served in a lot of roles, a lot of areas. You've led a lot of things. You've served behind the scenes. You've been up front. You're on staff. You do the finances. You're on hospitality team. I mean, you are a woman who serves, and you're not afraid to try something new. Um, but I would also say that you know your strengths and you're, you lean into those strengths and you're willing to use those gifts for the Lord. But you also, you have this other side that is so beautiful in watching your marriage with Bryant. Now, especially, Bryant has joined the elder team. And so now I've been able to see through our every about six weeks, we have an elders and wives connection group. And just watching the two of you interact and see how um, it works so beautifully, just how you you do, you like let him lead, or that's not mm-hmm. the right, you, you allow him to lead and encourage him to lead mm-hmm. in areas in your family, and seeing him uh, lead as an elder and you support him in that role has just been so beautiful and encouraging. But I think of you as a, a very strong personality woman. You have so many strengths that God's gifted you with. Um, how have you really leaned into those strengths, but also learned how to be a submissive wife? Because I think that's a question that I struggle with. Um, God has given me some strengths, and even I remember as a little girl, my <laughs> dad looking at me and saying, Sarah, you better start praying for a strong man now because <laughs> he he's going to be a, need to be a strong man to lead you, which I laughed in the time. But then as I got older, that was concerning to me. Um, but what does it look like when God has gifted you as a strong woman to continue to encourage your husband to lead well? Yeah, that's a great question. And I would have to say that, like, number one for me is go back to Genesis 2.18. Mm. I will make him a helper fit for him. Mm. Okay, so when Brian and I got together, we weren't believers. Okay, and then five years later, we find ourselves in this wonderful, weird, new <laughs> scenario that mm. we had to figure out, right? And so if I go back to that and I remember that I'm a helper fit for him, fit for Bryant. Mm. I'm not Jake's wife. Yeah. I'm not anybody else's wife. I'm Bryant's wife. And what does my husband need as my, as if I'm his helper, what does he need from me? Mm. And so some very like tangible, like real things that I do, like number one is encourage, 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 mm. like try to set him up for the win. So like if my skills are like going to help with that. If there's an area that like he's a little weaker in that I'm stronger in and like, he's like, okay, I've got this going on, you know, whatever. And like, sometimes I can just see it. I can like see the path. I can see the answer or he's struggling because it's not something that comes natural to him. It's not a natural gifting. Then I can say, Hey, have you thought about this? And so like when we communicate, 
Hmm. It's not me trying to take ownership of it or lead in it. It's him saying, hey, do you have any help for me? Yeah. And so him trusting that, again, he's using his resources wisely. I know I keep going back to that, but really that's what it is. Like he can trust that I'm not trying to like usurp his authority. Yeah. He's just coming to me and saying, Jen, do you have anything helpful for me? Yeah. And I can be like, yeah, have you thought about this? Yeah, that's that's good advice. Or, Mm. well, yeah, you know, this is probably why that won't work. Okay. Yeah. You know, and so it's really just communication and, like, figuring out. So, like, I'll ask him, like, if I see him in something, whether it's something he's struggling in or whatever, like, how can I help? Is there anything I can do to help? Um, Or even just would you like me to take this one? Mm. Um, Like, especially if it's something with the kids or something, you know, like, um, maybe I, I, you know, and or, or, hey, do you want to talk about that? You know, before. I love how you phrase those last two ones. It's not, I could do this better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you want me to help? Or, yeah. Or do you want me to take this one? Yeah. <laughs> like, this, one, this one's an easy one for yeah. me, but this is a, this is a hard one for you. Um, or, or even just asking, like, I, because I, because of the personality traits that God has given me, um, I feel like. I could just like storm ahead and like mm. take on a lot of things. Like I, I, I don't, I, I'm, not, I'm like a bull in a china shop. You're right, sir. I will, I will take on anything that you give before me. But sometimes I don't think before I act. And so Brian's a thinker. Mm. And so like that's how God has balanced me out too. Yeah. You know, is that He is a thinker. And so like I find myself now asking Him all the time. So what do you think is best? Mm. Like should I do this? Like if you were me, and he's like, no, 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 don't ask me that because I'm not you. He's like, but have you thought of this? Yeah. And so it's this beautiful like back and forth thing yeah. of like, okay, I want to tap into his strengths. He's going to tap into mine. And then we just support each other in the weaknesses, mm-hmm. you know? And then I would just say that um, like if someone's asking me to serve, you're right, like people ask me to serve all the time. And it's like before, like way back early on, um, we were so excited to like get in, get involved in the church and serve and all of those kinds of things. We said yes to everything, mm. everything, everything, everything. And all of a sudden, like there was like a period of time where I don't think I saw my husband for like more than ten minutes before we went to bed for like a whole month. And it was just like what? And then I was just like, okay, we need to like simplify things, like whatever, because I yeah. was feeling really stressed. Like our schedule was really stretched then. And so now I've learned, even like in this, this is a way to honor him and honor our family is if somebody asks me, like, let me talk to Brian about that first. Yeah. Let me check our schedule. I'll get back to you. Yeah. And so you don't have to feel this pressure to say yes, like right now in the moment, like, let me pray about it. Let me talk to Brian about it. I'll get back to you. Mm -hmm. And that honors him so much because instead of me coming home and saying, hey, guess what I decided to do? Yeah. It's hey, what do you think? Do you think this would be would be a good ad for my plate? Do you think this would be a good plate or a good ad to our family's plate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that how even in that you're communicating together and you both have a voice, and you're it's it's just the basic bi- biblical principles of thinking of someone else first, and so coming to your spouse and saying hey, do you think this is a good idea for our family? Um, I feel like we could talk about this for hours and hours. There's so many other rabbit trails that I would love to go down and ask you about. Um, But we're going to have to stop there. But before we go, is there any um, just other tips that you would give to women listening 
um, before we close? Yeah, I'd like to add three things if I can. Yeah. So number one, just remember, like, your marriage is your own marriage. Mm -hmm. You have to find out your strengths, your husband's strengths, your weaknesses. It's only you as a couple can figure that out together. Your marriage is not going to look like my marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, In fact, it might be the complete opposite of my (laughs) marriage, and it still can be a beautiful, godly thing. Um, But really, you got to talk to each other and figure out how to help each other win. Mm. And once you can have that conversation as a couple and start leaning into that, like, how can I help him win? Guess what? You're submitting. Mm. Like, you're helping him win to lead your family. And that's a beautiful thing. Two, um, again, like, your marriage isn't going to look like somebody else's. I thought originally that my role was to be this quiet, sweet bake cookies, hold babies, like, and those are all good things, right? They're not bad things, but that's not me. That's not how I'm wired. Mm -hmm. And so when I tried to be that, what I'm not, I just, I felt off. I felt wrong. Like I felt miserable Mm -hmm. because that wasn't who God wired me to be. And I was trying to be something that I'm not. And so you have to figure out your own unique giftings, like whatever those are, Figure them out and flourish in them. Mm. Talk to your husband about it. Like, hey, I think this is how God's wired me. Mm-hmm. Can you help me brainstorm some ways that I might be able to serve or mm-hmm. use those gifts for to make our family better? Yeah. Um, and, and that just keep talking to your husband. And then lastly, I would just say, submit is not a word to fear. Mm. Sometimes I have to say that to myself even now because I do – I, I still don't like the word. I wish there was a different word I could sub mm. in. It's just that word is forever a yucky word to me. Mm. And it's not, though. It really, really isn't. It's a beautiful, perfect plan designed by God. And if we can remember that, that we're all called to submit to God. Mm-hmm. Just remember, ladies, the other part of this is that your husband is called to love you like Christ loves the church. And I don't know about you, but that is a big love. Yeah. And that is a big job. Yeah. Like Christ sent his son to die on a cross. And somehow my husband is supposed to model that in Mm -hmm. my home for me Mm -hmm. and for my children. You know, when we're called to submit to our husband's leadership and help him, like we're just helping him achieve this huge responsibility that God's given him. Mm -hmm. We're just trying to help him win. And lastly, I would just, I wanted to give one more verse Mm -hmm. that just kind of, I guess, maybe puts a bow on it for me. But Ephesians 5, 32 and 33, this mystery is profound, but I am talking about Christ and the church. To sum up, each one of you is to love his wife as himself, and the wife is to respect her husband. If that's the bottom line of this whole Ephesians passage Mm -hmm. and everything, remember, all we're trying to do is like marriage is like should be this picture, this relationship between Christ and the church. Mm. Keep that picture in your heads. That's the goal. Yeah. That's what we're trying to do. Just keep the goal inside, in, in front of you, mm-hmm. and then you, you can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. You're in God's plan for your marriage. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to set him up to win, you're going to win too. Mm-hmm. Wow. Thanks so much, Jen, for all your wisdom and insight and Um, just the encouragement that we are to be um, just a shining picture to the world of what Christ in the church looks like and um, loving our spouse so that we can 
glorify God in that picture. Um, so thank you so much. And uh, ladies, if you have any questions about this topic or you want to hear more about a specific part that we talked about um, or something else about marriage, let us know in the comments um, and we would love to answer those. So thanks again. Thanks.